0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. Uh, it's Evan here, coming from uh basement today. So you might hear some noise. I got the uh, furnace going. It's cold here. It snowed last night, and it is December 31st today. So um, coming to you from the basement on New Year's Eve, basically. Uh, had a couple podcasts I recorded On the way to work, I did a couple car casts. I didn't like the way they sounded. I threw them out. I mean, I meant to get more, you know, podcasts on the air, but I'm trying to make a halfway decent podcast here. And uh, I'm working on it. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to, you know, try to make this a little better. Uh, Today's podcast, I actually do have a topic that I wanted to touch on that I actually got from a uh, MeWe follower. Uh, and I'll get to that in just a minute but one thing I wanted to uh, talk about is I got a couple of products in review uh, right now. I have a few things that I've uh, purchased and I'm trying out and uh, I want to give you guys like open and honest reviews on things and uh, one of the things I have right now I have this this thing called uh, Tack Life. So I bought this on Amazon Tack Life. This is a, an emergency car jumper, little battery pack, you put in the back of your car. I actually bought it for the wife and I've been working with it. I've been charging it up. I've uh, been playing with it. It's got a little light on it. It's got a phone charger on it, obviously. All these things, all these battery packs have a USB charger on them now. Um, but I've been uh, I've been playing with that a little bit and after I have it for a little while, I wanna, I wanna put it through its paces pretty good here um, and after I have it for a little while, then I'll, I'll do a little bit of a, uh, a review on it. Another thing I have in review right now is I have a couple of holsters from a company called Remora. And uh, I'm just mentioning them on the podcast right now. I don't have an okay uh, to, uh, you know, uh, what I would say is, you know, talk about it yet. I kind of want to check in with them. Um, because I'm going to be honest on the podcast. So, I mean, if they, you know, don't like what I have to say, or if they want me to kind of pitch their, their thing or whatever, um, we'll see what goes on with that. So, uh, we're not going to go too deep into that one right now. Uh, like I said, I got to get in contact with them and throw some things around. This tack life thing is, uh, little different story I'm just I'm literally just gonna say what I have to say about it when I'm done playing with it I'm not gonna uh, talk to them but uh, the remora holster thing they actually contacted me and wanted me to uh, take a look at their product and uh, I want to see what they want to do about it whether or not they want to you know uh, go any any further with that after I give them what my product review is but uh, I'm going to be honest on the podcast. I'm going to tell you when I buy stuff and then when people give me stuff. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna let you guys know uh, all that. And you're going to, if you haven't understood by now, you're going to understand pretty quickly. I'm fairly honest. Um, and especially, and when I say fairly, I mean, I'm, the only thing I'm holding back from you guys is mostly the swearing right now. Uh, anybody who's ever met me in real life, I know a couple of my friends listen to this. I, uh, I mean... I curse like a sailor, I drop the F word like every other word, but I'm an honest person and and they know that, and if you listen to this podcast, you'll get to know that, I'm a pretty good guy, but uh, one thing I did want to uh, talk about, like I touched on a little earlier, is I had um, a listener, show listener contact me on MeWe, said he was listening to the show, and uh, he thinks it's uh, Okay show, he, you know, he uh, gave me some criticism. I enjoy the criticism, it's fine. But uh, I wanted to uh, take some of his advice and one of the things he said was uh, he asked me about doing trigger reviews because I'm a Glock guy. His words were because you're a Glock guy. Um, and he's right, I'm a Glock fanboy. He wanted a aftermarket trigger review and uh, basically kind of what I thought about it and everything. I'm gonna bring a couple of things up, and uh, I will kind of just let it go here. Some of these trigger kits that I'm gonna talk about I have not used personally, but I do have friends who use them or people I compete with who use them. But some of these I don't, I should say some of these I don't personally own. Most of these I've actually used. Um, I've shot a lot of my buddies' guns, and they have them, and they like them, and they enjoy them but I'm gonna touch on a few things here. Uh, I'm looking, there it is, I'm looking for my pencil. I'm trying to write things down as I go. Uh, there we are. I'm trying to write down notes as I go, that way I make sure I touch on the things that i meant to touch on. But one thing I'm gonna talk about is, um, the person who contacted me was talking to me about triggers for a carry gun. Not so much competition, uh, you know, not league shooting and stuff like that, but for a carry gun. And here's where I'm going to caution people. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting a trigger in a carry gun for 99% of the people out there who are never going to use it or live in a state where they're not going to just completely destroy you for it. Um, Granted, can it happen? Maybe. Um, But anytime you have to use a gun in self-defense, the prosecution gets on their uh, high horse about the intent. Was it premeditated, was it not? There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. I have not personally had to deal with this, but maybe I'll get them on Maybe he won't wanna talk about it, but I do happen to know the district attorney in my area. Um, we're, we're on a first name basis, we talk sometimes. And maybe I could talk him into getting on this, cause he actually has been in the courtroom and prosecuted people and, uh, you know, been involved in, in things like that, like shootings. And uh, maybe he's got a better opinion than I do, but I'm, I caution some people just depending on how your state's uh, personal defense laws work. And again, I'm going to apologize. I think the the burner just kicked on for the uh, heater, so I hope it doesn't make too much noise. But I I can definitely hear it. I hope it doesn't bother you guys too much. But I just caution that a little because some states, you know, Putting work into your firearm, they're gonna try to maybe depict it as premeditated, something or another. I'm, like I said, I don't know, I'm not a lawyer, but I just caution people sometimes about that. I've heard about it, uh, it's, you know, whisperings, but that's kind of a, uh, a hearsay one. That one's kind of just me coming off the side of things. But uh, another thing I'm gonna bring up here is you might not need a full drop-in trigger. Okay, uh, I'm gonna talk about some things here. Some people are gonna maybe nay say here or there, but um, you know, you don't necessarily always need to do the full trigger. They have the uh, the bar trigger bar, and um, they also have. I'm gonna have to take one of my like I don't know all the words to the thing, but they have spring kits. You can buy springs, and one of the things I'll bring up also hear me taking this thing apart uh another thing i'm going to talk about is is with the spring kits is is the firing pin and i'll talk about this right right away um firing pin striker whatever you want to call it i'm not i'm not the pro here i'm kind of just giving you my opinion of what i've seen uh yeah i work at a gun store yeah i take apart a lot of guns there there's a thing there but i'm i'm shooting at you from what what i've experienced not what the world's telling you and it's, uh, you know but when it comes to the striker spring a lot of these kits want you to change the striker spring because that's one of the things that makes the trigger pull hard it's overcoming the striker spring so the striker can fall and and hit the round okay um i've had experience Personal experience with a competition gun. This is not with a gun that's gonna save my life. I changed out a Striker Spring, I may have talked about this, on my Glock 19 and I didn't change the Striker itself to a sharper Striker. And my gun light striked on me in competition and it screwed me up really bad and I went from being, I bet you I could have top 10 that competition with the way I was shooting that day. I came in top 10 in a different um, division but I bet you I could have top 10 in that division too if I hadn't had this problem. But I had five light strikes during a, a match. Five light strikes, that is a lot of time to be screwing around during a match. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up. If you're changing out the striker spring, you might want to change out the striker itself. That's a thing. Just keep it in mind, all right? But uh, most of what you, we're going to talk about is going to be. Uh, Sorry about that, I had to pause for a second. But mostly what we're gonna be talking about is your trigger spring itself, and then what I call, or what they call, the the trigger connector, all right? Uh, Other than that, I don't get too deep into these. Um, There are companies out there that are uh, looking at trigger kits, drop-in trigger. So you're literally replacing the trigger itself, the plastic, Little trigger with the secondary safety trigger on it, and the trigger bar itself. That's that's usually a one-piece thing. But right now, I'm just going to talk about looking at one of the kits that you buy online. Sorry about that again. My my well pump came on. I wanted to pause while that thing ran. It was it was way too loud. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about and hopefully I'm back where I started. It was like five minutes in between, but one thing I want to talk about is changing some of the springs. So we're talking about the trigger spring. A lot of people change the connector, but then they change that firing pin safety spring. And the firing pin safety spring is that little spring that if I take this thing apart, I know you guys aren't watching me do it, but it'll make sense with a visual from me. But basically, your trigger bar has got a big hump on it. If you take the gun apart, there's like a little arm that sticks up. And if you look at your gun, you'll see the barrel, where the barrel comes out, and there's a ridge in it. And if you look next to the ridge, there's actually a little block, a little silver thing that you can push in and out. That's going to be your firing pin safety, right? Basically, that's that's what the uh, that's what the trigger bar has to overcome for you to be able to pull the trigger. So if you take that out, um, uh, which, all right, disclaimer, throwing everything up in the air. I guess I should do this. Uh, you're not supposed to take your slide apart unless you're a Glock certified armor. Um, I got friends in low places, so I, I do my own. Uh, I'm not worried about warranty stuff. My guns are going to blow up. They're going to blow up just because I ride the, uh, dry, ride them too hard. So, um, But you would have to take your slide apart uh, to get to the firing pin safety spring. And uh, I just wanted to bring that up because some of these kits, I'm gonna call it a a spring kit. It's literally just that. It's three springs, right? You're gonna get a trigger spring, you're gonna get a firing pin safety spring, and you're gonna get the um, striker spring, okay? All right, you're gonna get a striker spring in there and you're gonna have to take the the slide apart if you're gonna change striker springs anyway. But if you're going there, what I'd I'd usually tell you, I'm gonna tell you to do is go to armor. Uh, It's not gonna cost you very much. Just tell him what you want done. He's gonna drop that stuff in and it ain't gonna be a big deal. But I'm gonna throw this other one out there. For those of you who um, wanna go the cheap route, we're gonna call this the 25 cent Trigger polish job. By 25 cents, I mean you're going to take a little bit of Scotch Brite, and we're going to polish a couple parts. And there's not a lot to it, but one of the parts is that uh, firing pin, little safety thing that uh, that you're going to you're going to see it. You'll know what it is. And the other one is the face of the striker itself, where it uh, rubs against the Oh, see, and I'm going to draw a blank, a blank now, but <laughs> where the face of the striker hangs down from the uh, top of your slide, you can polish that up too. And that that's going to help. Uh, another thing we sometimes call it is if you have a Glock and you shoot a little bit, uh, I'm not going to say a lot, but I mean you shoot a little bit, your gun's not going to feel the same way a guy who shoots a lot is going to feel. And that's basically what this 25 cent Um, trigger is gonna do is it's just gonna sharpen up or polish up the sharp edges so we always talk about this you know if you buy a Glock brand new it doesn't feel as good as a Glock that somebody's got like five or ten thousand rounds through the one five or ten thousand rounds through feels pretty soft Um, and that's all that is it's just breaking it in wearing away the sharp edges and uh, I'm gonna tell you guys go online Maybe I'll put up a video myself. I haven't gotten onto the YouTube yet, but maybe I'll put up a video of how how I did it, Uh, and then a bunch of people bash me and naysay it. I did mine with a Dremel, so uh, they're really gonna get on me. I polished the internals of my gun with a Dremel. I don't care. Like I said, I shoot a lot, I break things. It doesn't bother me. Um, But if you go to Apex Triggers, or I shouldn't say Apex Triggers, I should say Brownells because they're selling all of Apex Trigger's stuff there. But on Brownells, you can look at the Apex spring kit, just the spring kit, and that's what I'm talking about. So you're looking at the trigger spring, the firing pin safety spring, and the striker spring. Just those three springs, you can get them from Brownells for 15 bucks, and it's it's nothing to uh, drop in for them from Apex Triggers. And they also sell another kit from ZevTech. So it's ZEV Tech, and they do the same thing. You you can buy that at Brownells. It's also 15 bucks for their spring kit. So, I mean, you're not spending a lot of money to get an okay trigger pull. It's gonna bring your trigger pull uh, down maybe half a pound. It's not really gonna shorten anything up or make that big of a difference until you get that um, trigger bar. And you can get the trigger bar. I, I looked mine up, mine's a I got the ghost connector in mine. Now here's where I'm gonna start throwing disclaimers out. Don't do this if this is a carry gun, right? Uh, What I realized with my ghost connector, when I put my ghost connector in, it made my trigger pull so short that sometimes that safety in your trigger doesn't engage unless you make sure and check that it engages. Mine does not re-engage, okay? I have to bring that up because that is not a carry gun for me. That is a competition gun and I know what it's doing and I have to take a second and make sure it resets every time or dump the trigger and and let it come back under full spring pressure or something. But if I don't let off on it quick enough, sometimes it doesn't engage. That is a thing. It's not (laughs) probably not for the best, but I also understand that it's doing that and uh, I don't carry that gun the thing. So just keep that in mind because what it did is when I put that connector in, it actually shortened my trigger pull and, and took up a lot of that free play in there, but it also brought it back to the point where my, my, you know, uh, trigger doesn't, doesn't go all the way forward with as much force. All right. That also might have something to do with that uh, firing pin safety. It doesn't push the uh, the trigger back forward very hard. And I polished mine and there's there's other stuff in there, but just keep that in mind, all right? Uh, Apex Trigger Kit at Brownells, you're talking about the trigger and the trigger bar, okay? The Apex Trigger kits. So you're putting in a different type of trigger and a different trigger bar, so it's gonna have a different pull. I think the pull ends up being, a lot of these are gonna be like three and a half, three and a half, three and a half. Um, but you're looking at $99 on Brownells, okay? Um, I have some experience with those kits. I don't believe the one on Apex Trigger on Brownells, that is not going to be the flat blade one. Uh, They make a bunch of different kits, but this is just, you're starting your search at $99 and they go up from there. Um, We got Zevtec, it's got a Trigger, uh, their full kit. This is their Fulcrum kit, right? So their full Fulcrum kit, you're looking at uh, $250 starting, or I shouldn't say starting, but around there. Um, I'm looking at Brownells to be honest to get my numbers, but uh, that's what you're looking at. And then they have Overwatch precision triggers, and you're looking at about $135 on Brownells. So that's an option for you if that's what you're looking for. Uh, These are kind of more what I'm gonna call competition triggers, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend them, and I know the guy who, who uh, sent me the message was talking about a carry trigger, and I'm gonna get there. Um, but these are just some options that are out there. Like I said, you can always buy the uh, ghost connector. It's a polished connector. It makes for a smoother trigger pull and everything like that. But uh, like I said, I don't know if I'd go there with a carry gun. Um, it's just not, not my thing. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I kind of want to have a heavier trigger just due to the fact of what I'm doing all day with my gun. Um, it, it doesn't hurt too bad. Um, but there is a company, another company that I'm going to bring up, and I'm going to run through some of their stuff. But they have a company called Glock Triggers. No joke. That's what it's called. Glock triggers. It's not glock.com or anything. It's glock triggers, run it together.com. That's the company. They make triggers for Glocks. Amazing company that says what it's doing, <laughs> but, um, their carry version is called the hybrid. You can get on their website, look it up there. their, their stuff super easy to, to kind of mess around in, but, uh, they have a carry trigger called a the hybrid. They have a trigger drop in, for a Glock 43, they have a drop-in trigger. Uh, now they have a bunch of names for it too. Uh, they have a, a skimmer, a guardian, and these are gonna be all in your carry uh, style. The one for the 43 also works for the 43X and the 48. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was my bad. I dropped something. Um, but. In the carry uh, category for them on their website, they have the, uh, the 43, which like I said, works for the 43X and the 48. The skimmer, which is gonna be for your double stacks. Uh, they actually ask you what gen your gun is, what caliber, what model, all that stuff on their website. They're really good, you can go through and figure it out. Um, but they have the skimmer and they also have the guardian they give a description of what each trigger does, but that's what they put under their, or what they consider their carry triggers, all right? Uh, After that, they have competition triggers that they sell. Actually, sorry, let me go through this again really fast, though. Uh, The first carry trigger's called the hybrid. You're looking at $150 to $165 for that. The one for the 43, you're looking at $145 to $160. Their skimmers around $160, their guardians around $150. So, I mean, their, their carry triggers are all compatible pricing, right? So you're looking, probably spending $150 no matter what you're doing on these triggers. Uh, unless, like I said, if you wanna go with the Apex trigger kit that I said at the very beginning and then drop in a couple extra springs to just, uh, shorten that thing up i bet you you're going to do just fine the uh, the apex one that's not their full competition trigger that's just a drop-in trigger in a bar it's going to lighten it up and shorten it up for you Um, but some of these other ones under glock triggers they got ones that are special for uh, competition they got the vogel they got the edge and then they have a tactical trigger i don't know what the difference between a competition and a tactical trigger is probably the weight something, uh, something to do with probably that trigger safety that I was talking about that engages when you let off the trigger. But I mean, these are, uh, these are things. Yeah, I'm just checking. Uh, I am gonna bring in one thing or bring up one thing. Uh, Like I was talking about with, uh, talking about earlier with my um, striker spring without changing the striker itself. So I may have made a error when I did mine. And there are guys out there who will talk about this. Um, I went to the competition, like I said, I shot the gun a few times, but I didn't shoot it all the way you know, through a few boxes or what I thought was good enough. But somebody had brought up to me that if I had ran federal ammunition, okay, the whole time I was shooting the competition, I probably wouldn't have had a problem with light strikes. So I'm just throwing this one out here. I don't know if this is this is kind of a hearsay thing, but uh, I've, I've heard it a few times. So the general consensus that I'm getting is if you're gonna run a light striker spring, you're better off running it with federal ammunition or at least ammunition running federal primers. Supposedly they have lighter primers, they take lighter strikes and still go off. So. Uh, that was in my show notes i wanted to bring that up so another thing i wanted to bring up since we're talking about triggers since we're talking about all this stuff uh there's a company out there called dk triggers and i shouldn't say there's a company out there there was a company out there called dk triggers dk triggers made some of the best triggers that i've ever used uh They're comparatively priced, but they were very good, very short, very smooth triggers. I told, I had a buddy of mine who had one and it basically made his uh, Glock 34 feel like a a 1911 and I really, really liked that trigger. And I was saving up all my pennies to go and buy one. And then when I went to their website to buy one, they were out of business. So, uh, you know, I thought that was pretty unfortunate, but if you can get your hands on a used DK trigger, drop-in trigger kit, I'd go for that uh, if the price is right. Uh, hold on one sec. Sorry, I gotta I gotta pause once in a while. But uh, yeah, if you can get your hands on one of those DK trigger kits, I'd I'd definitely go for something like that. So, uh, well, there you guys have it. I'm sorry about the background noise. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, sorry about it. I had to cut in and out a couple times. But but there you have it. There's my uh, my Glock triggers. Um, to be 100% honest with you. Uh, if I was gonna do a carry gun, I'd go to the, the Glock Triggers company, the company Glock Triggers, and I would use one of their triggers that they call a carry trigger. It's been designed as a carry trigger. A lot of these other places, they're gonna call their competition uh, triggers competition triggers. So uh, that being aimed at that fella who uh, sent me that message, uh, I would I would really look into Glock Triggers for, uh, for whatever you're looking for. And read the description and see if any of that stuff really fits your situation. I know uh, a lot of people want to shorten their triggers or lighten their triggers or this and that and the other, but you gotta kinda know what you're getting into with that. And like I said before, it might be a good idea to let a, you know, uh, if you're not comfortable with it. I'm, I, like I said, I work at a gun store and I'm fine with taking my gun apart a 100 times even though they said uh, blah, 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 warranty and all that other stuff. Uh, the gun I carry every day is a stock factory Glock 42 that has not been disassembled uh, any further than a field strip or, or changed in any way from factory. I don't believe it needs it. I actually shoot that gun in competition as a stock gun, as my stock pocket pistol. So uh, I don't have a problem with it, and I do okay. I'm not gonna say I'm that good with that gun. Uh, my indoor matches look pretty good, but uh, I think I came in like 15th or 16th or something at the last one, which I, I'm okay. I'm in the middle, but uh, my outdoor match failed miserably. I was on like 26th or something, so that was pretty bad. But uh, you know, like I said, just wanted to put that out there. These are my opinions, what I think is a good Glock trigger. where to go look for them and uh you know what you should look for in your trigger just be careful when you're doing that stuff out there guys and like i said be safe uh everybody out there who carries be safe Uh, i like the fact that you're carrying uh we had um a shooting in uh texas last weekend uh that was pretty bad i just wanted to touch on that get one guy who was the first person killed in a video got shot while he was trying to draw his gun Um, yes and no, kind of a good and bad there. I feel bad that that guy got shot while he was trying to draw his pistol. I feel like he could have gotten the gun out faster or maybe could have drawn less attention to himself trying to get his gun out. But on the other hand of that, um, he made the guy pay attention to him. He was obviously carrying. He was obviously willing to give his life for everybody in that church and he did. And and because of his actions and the actions of the other guy, I'm not going to use his name, but I mean, they they basically they saved everybody else in that church, and that's just how it is, um, you know. And and you got the government on the other side trying to tell us that we don't need guns to protect ourselves. Obviously, we do. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you know we do, and it's wrong. Uh, they're wrong. They're they're just they're just being be honest, I'm going to go way off hinge here, but I I just think they're just trying to overthrow our government and be socialists and be bad people. Uh, Personally, I think that's what they're doing. They're trying to say that we're bad people because we like guns. And I'm saying that they're bad people because they want to kill everybody they can. Uh, You know, I'm a bad guy because I want to protect my life and the lives of the people I love and the people around me fine, then that makes me the bad guy. I'm the bad guy, but I'm not over there sticking my finger in somebody else's business who you know doesn't affect me at all and trying to tell him that he's wrong. So whatever. That's just my rant uh, for today. But uh, everybody out there, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Sorry I get half-cocked sometimes. But uh, really appreciate the listenership, and I'll chat at you guys later. Thanks very much.